Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalin. Eric, uh, state of the program part two this week. Uh, you were out celebrating your son's birthday, uh, but you have some news that uh, we need to get to, and I think that's a, a good thing to do this time of year. Uh, a lot of things going on with the Longhorns preparing for Big 12 media days. Uh, a lot of recruiting, obviously, going on and taking center stage. Uh, but also the team uh, is in cer doing certain workouts and whatnot. I want to start there with you today and talk about that. Uh, what's going on behind the scenes with the team right now, Eric? I know you had some insight. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, uh, recruiting is going really good when uh, the team is the forgotten man. So uh, <laughs> we kind of put them on the back burner for a week or so while we were, our heads were spinning with recruiting, trying to cover as anything. We shot some videos. You know, it's it's been a busy, fun time. But yeah, I was able to get caught back up on the team yesterday. And, um, you know, it's this time of year is workouts in the morning, uh, or I should say seven on seven, uh, team-driven stuff in the morning. Uh, and then the afternoon is workouts, uh, a lot of change of direction stuff, a lot of things to get them tired and get them thinking uh, to try to simulate what happens in a, in a football game. You, you know, uh, you tend to make mental errors the more tired you are. So they're trying to challenge them in that regard. They're trying to get them acclimated to the heat. Uh, to when, you know, for August, uh, spring practice when it's probably going to be even hotter. Well, I don't know if that's possible uh, based on how Texas, Texas has been the last week or two. Um, but, yeah, the seven on seven is most interesting. That's where you try to see who's making plays. Um, really, we're not, you know, Xavier Worthy's obviously caught some touchdowns, but he's on a bit of a pitch count because they already know what he can do. Um, but A.D. Mitchell has starred. Uh, you know, that's a carryover from spring when one of our sources said he was one of the five best players on the entire team. Uh, that has not changed. Uh, the one I, I was like the newbies, you know, the guys that we don't know much about to get an idea. Um, see who uh, Ryan Niblett was mentioned again. Uh, we know he's fast. He had a couple drops the first week, but he hasn't dropped any since. Uh, I think that's sort of probably him being uh, maybe a little nervous, getting used to the whole thing uh, his first week. Uh, but he's been really good. He's, he's improved his route running just in a short time, too. He knows he's got to sell it harder. Uh, he can't just be fast. Uh, so he's made some made some strides. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, Derek Williams, of course, uh, probably the best uh, defensive player of the early enrollees so far. Uh, or, I mean, of, of the late enrollees, I should say. Um, you know, he's just uh, he's, he's had a couple picks, a couple uh, pass breakups. Uh, just seems more advanced. A couple more guys, too, Bobby. If you want to, you probably want to jump in. I went a no, no, I, th I think that's true. I think you're, you're on a roll. I think this is tremendous information people want to hear. Uh, it, you know, I think it's, it, you know, we talked about it uh, with Niblet, first of all, uh, how. Jonte Cook and DeAndre Moore had a summer, had a basically a one semester jump on him, right? Yeah. Uh, Cook and Moore also had individual trainers at wide receiver. Niblet may have as much or more actual talent from a God given talent, mm -hmm. uh, but he hasn't been a full time receiver like the other guys. Yeah. So it's good to hear about his route running progression. And those two, those two have been helping catch him up too. You know, there's no uh, selfishness there. They, you know, they've taken him under their wing. They see it as a three man group, not a two man group because he showed up late. <clears throat> it was interesting to hear that his route running has become, has improved just in this, the three weeks he's been on campus. Uh, I took note of that. If he becomes a good route runner, it's going to be over with, with him. You, you and I both talked about this. I mean, Anthony Hill, Leon Galafau were both mentioned as guys early on that, that Texas felt were really doing well on defense to add uh, a Warren Roberson, like we talked about last week. And now Derek Williams showing up in seven on seven, uh, you know, I've got, I've got more of our friend Warren too. I've got more on him. Uh, I know we talked about him every week, but uh, yeah, source said he's him and Keaton Crawford are easily the top two uh, most athletic safeties. It's not even debatable. 
Uh, Warren Roberson? Yeah, Roberson and uh, Keaton Crawford. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. So, look, I mean, go keep going. If you have if you have more, share it. Uh, Billy Walton, good pass rushing skills. Uh, you know, um, not the biggest guy, but there's also not any concern that he, he won't be able to put on weight. So that's, you know, just give him a little time. But he showed a really good uh, uh, rush technique. Uh, he's got some moves, uses his hands well. Um, you know, so there's, there's some promise there for sure. Uh, Anthony Hill was mentioned just because he picked up right where he left off in spring. I think it's, it's almost like he's a, a redshirt freshman now instead of just a true freshman, at least the way he's approaching things. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, probably a few other guys. I'm going to have to go through my notes and write it back up for, uh, for our readers at Inside Texas. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's all promising. Yeah, the quarterbacks, are, you know, they're, they're, they're good. Seven on seven, there's no pass rush. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I was thinking uh, Malik Muhammad was also mentioned again. He's, you know, seven. He's good in seven on seven. He's good in eleven on eleven. That's no surprise. Hey, he goes by uh, just for Texas fans because I've heard he goes by. Some people call him Malik Muhammad. Some call him Manny Muhammad. Is he yeah. like friends calling Manny Muhammad, but his official name is Malik, basically? Yeah, I, I don't call him Manny because I didn't know him personally all that well. I, I knew uh, a lot of members of his family pretty well, uh, but his dad is his dad's name is Malik, and so they call him Manny to differentiate. Got it. Perfect. All right. So Texas fans will know that as well as they go forward. I also want to say thank you to Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for almost two decades now. Uh, get Visit him at LoweyLawFirm.com or calling at 512-280-0800 uh, for a free consultation. Adam and his firm focus on results for their clients, and we appreciate his uh, his uh, sponsorship of the show. Uh Jerry and I have talked about this. Justin and I have talked about it. You and I haven't necessarily talked about it. Colin Simmons and your um, crystal ball slash RPM pick of him going uh, to Texas, moving up from, uh, I think it was 60% originally. Now it's all the way up to 85. What, what, what gives you such confidence uh, that Texas is going to have a chance to land the number one player in the state this year? Well, yeah, I've got it at, I've got it at 80 now. Started off at 60. Um, my, my confidence is I don't think he's going to wait until December. And if he makes a decision now, I think uh, Texas is the clear leader. Uh, I don't think uh, anybody in the know on that would dispute that. So if he makes a decision relatively soon, uh, which is my current uh, thinking, then um, then it's, you know, 80 might be low. But, uh, you know, if he's taking visits at the end of July and it's not just to Texas, then I probably misjudged raising that, uh, that uh, prediction. However, I, I wouldn't change it necessarily. You know, if he wants to play it into December, when I wrote my initial prediction, I said I'm making this whether he – announces now uh, or in December, uh, moving it up to 80 just signals that I think he's going to announce uh, sooner rather than later. Got it. Uh, that's a that's a good explanation because if he, if he does take it later, obviously the variables change. Uh, Absolutely. Inevitably. Um, Texas uh, in the midst of a big recruiting run right now. Um, eight commitments uh, as we're taping this uh, on uh, Thursday, uh, uh, a little bit before noon on Thursday, eight commitments. Eric, uh, your thoughts on where Texas is at. Daniel Cruz in the boat, Nate Kibble in the boat uh, this week. They also added Jarrett Gibson to Christian Clark. Um, it seems like we're now getting to the point where the next week we know of at least six or seven players that are expected to announce, and Texas is either one or two on all of them, correct? I mean, how do you expect Texas to finish the next week and a half or so in recruiting? Well, they're going to win more than they lose, but uh, there's always the potential to lose one or two that, that could hurt. You know, a couple have gone uh, against them. Uh, you know, Dan Daniel Calhoun's probably going to end up at Georgia. That's not really a huge surprise given the, the headwinds in that one. 
Um, but they're in a good place, and I expect that place to improve a lot over the next 10 days, maybe 11 days, maybe 12. You know, we don't know exactly when. We've got an idea on about four or five commitments uh, when they're going to drop, uh, but others are still up in the air. Maybe a little bit work left to do. Um, but, I, you know, I feel really good where, where they're at. DBs, I feel great where they're at. Obviously, Colin Simmons. If you get Colin Simmons, Kobe Black, Corey and Gibson, uh, and Jordan Johnson, Rebel, if they go on that type of run, then, you know, the class is going to be probably going to end up, you know, five or six at the at the worst. So, uh, I think by July 15th, we're looking at an entirely different class. Defensive line, not not the edge. Yeah. Uh, right? We've got guys like like uh, not only Colin Simmons, but Xenia Omiyazulu uh, that Texas is looking good with right now. But the defensive line continues to be a focal point of not just it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Fans at Texas, but the Texas coaching staff, they know this is a big need uh, and the only issue there is that every single one of those recruitments is highly contested because yep. guess what? Everybody else needs those guys too, right? Right. Yeah. And, you know, probabilities are in Texas's favor to land at least a couple of uh, good ones. Uh, but those are, there's a lot of variance in, in those recruitments. It's uh, they, a lot of them could go either way. Texas is 50, 50 on some uh, maybe they're competing with three other schools on others. Um I don't know how it's going to shake out. I don't think the coaches know how it's going to shake out. I think I don't even think a lot of the recruits know how it's going to shake out at this point. You know, TJ Lindsay, Texas Auburn, Malik Block, Blockton, Texas Auburn. Uh, as Texas moves into the SEC, you're going to see more of that. We haven't seen many Texas Auburn uh, battles in the past. John Burt comes to mind. Tim Irvin. That's about it. Um, you know, uh, it's you just got to get used to it. Um, they're going to come down to the wire in a lot of cases. There's going to be wrong predictions on. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to just get it wrong, especially if they're asked to make a guess at the last minute. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's always going to be challenging to, to put all the information together and, and see, uh, see if you can get it right. But uh, the coaches have a tall order, but they have enough lines in the water that's going to work out. We just don't know how well it's going to work out. All right. You said you had had some insight. This is going to be a, a big one. You said some, had some insight from the team seven on seven workouts. Uh, Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning both went to the Manning Passing Academy. Uh, this past weekend, what are you hearing about the quarterbacks right now in seven on seven? Well, that earlier information I gave <clears throat> stemmed solely from seven on seven, but uh, the quarterbacks I've heard have looked good. Not really a, a ton of differential uh, from the spring or what we saw in the spring. Uh, you know, it's it's seven on seven, so you're not going to get an idea of the pass rush. Uh, it's obviously Quinn's team. It's Quinn's team on the field. It's Quinn's team off the field as far as uh, the quarterback room goes. Uh, there's no dispute of that. Um, you know, expecting big years out of it, but Seven on seven is more <clears throat> getting in tune with the receivers. Uh, I think I do think that they are working off of a script. So this, it's not just like they're out there doing nothing, playing around. The, the coaches have intent for them. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it's Quinn. I haven't heard – you know, it's, it's impossible to know how great his footwork is because footwork doesn't doesn't break down in seven on seven. It breaks down when you got a rusher in your face. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. When the 300 pound guy comes free, what are you right. going to do? Right. Uh, I, I totally get it. Hey, um, Eric, other things to talk about really right now. Uh, the Texas Longhorns announced yesterday who all is going to the Big 12 media days, a couple of receivers uh, going. You know, your thoughts on where Texas is right now going into the Big 12. Uh, I talked to Brian Irwin, for example. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, have a, a video up with him, the, the former coach, two-time state championship coach. And we were talking about the Texas schedule this year and really the outlook that um, the rest of the Big 12 will have on Texas. What do you expect that, you know, the swan song, so to speak, of the Texas Big 12 uh, marriage uh, to be uh, this coming week or two weekends, two weeks from now uh, up in Dallas? I mean, is it going to be, you know, a bunch of, to, a bunch of people pissed off in Texas and Oklahoma just saying bye, or is yeah. it going to be more kumbaya type stuff? I mean, I, I'm trying to picture this because I can't, I can only imagine what what those meetings are like behind closed doors, much like much less in front of uh, the cameras. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, Texas and AM played for the last time, and and you know uh, Texas band presentation at halftime was classy, thankful, gracious, and all that, and then AM came out and sawed them off. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think it, Texas will be classy at the meetings. They'll go around shaking hand, thank everybody for your time, uh, and then there's probably going to be a lot of passive aggressiveness on the other side of it. But yeah, I don't know. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in there. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting for sure because I I get the feeling uh, that some folks are. You know, hey, this is the the lot we have, but some are going to be petty, uh, and I'm, I'm anxious to see. Not, and it, and it may not even be the schools, but individuals. Yeah, uh, it's probably the, the bureaucrats behind the scenes, and yeah, who knows? Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, speaking with Eric Nolene, uh, special thanks again to our sponsor, and that's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm, uh, helping injured Texans for more than a couple decades. LowyLawFirm.com for a free consultation or 512-280-0800. We appreciate Adam and his specialty. He specializes in uh, getting results for his clients. Uh, Eric, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this from a, you know, we try to talk in this 30,000 foot view. We talk about uh, NIL uh, came up as a big topic of conversation this week. Uh, the NCAA trying to legislate it further when they've clearly been told stop trying to legislate it. Mm -hmm. uh, by the powers that be in, in Washington. Uh, your thoughts on that? And is it as feckless as I think it is what they're, what they're trying to do? Yeah, I don't think anybody cares what they have to say. And the more that they want to have a place uh, at the table, I think the least likely that they're going to have to have going forward. You know, it's um, I do think it's interesting because Alabama's sort of been on the NCAA side and uh, but it, it, it's not going to matter. Texas doesn't care. You know, the NCA can't tell Governor Greg Abbott what to do or the governors in any of these other states. <clears throat> and if it wants to go to the Supreme Court, that'd be interesting too, but I don't think it'll ever get to that point. Yeah. So you see any, any way that, that this goes back on Texas somehow? I mean, does the NCA member institutions rise up and say, okay, well, Texas and Texas A&M y'all are out of the NCA or something. And that's, uh, it. No, I mean, they, you know, which then it would be States versus States because a lot of States are going to take Texas aside. You know, maybe this gets uh wind up in the courts for a long time. I, I don't know how that's going to play out, but I, I don't see that happening. Every state is trying to do their own thing. California on one end of it, uh, Texas, uh, Oklahoma, and some other states on the other end of, end of it. Um, I, it's a giant mess. I don't know how it's going to unwind uh, 
uh, eventually, but I don't think the NCA is going to be the party to do it. Yep. Speaking with Eric Nolene, publisher, Inside Texas. Eric, uh, your thoughts uh, on Daniel Cruz, the prospect out of uh, Richland Hills that committed to the Longhorns most recently, uh, big-time center prospect, was Kyle Flood's number one choice at center all along. Uh, Jerry mentions this, and I know you, you're aware of it. The very first visit for Steve Sarkeesian a year ago uh, was to go see Daniel Cruz. So folks saying, well, is he, is he any good? Well, if your head coach makes it the first visit, my guess is he's pretty good, but uh, you've had, you've had a chance to see him. What were your thoughts? Eric? Well, I think if he's six, five, I think he'd be a, an elite tackle. Uh, you know, if he was 315 pounds, I think he'd be an elite guard, but as it is, he combines those attributes uh, in a center package with including uh, quickness um, and intelligence. So, you know, he's got, he's got all the traits you could possibly need to be a very successful guard. Uh, he's quick. His, uh, his shuttle is actually faster than the NFL draft combine average for interior O-linemen, uh, and he's still in high school. So uh, sky's the limit. He's going to put on good weight. Uh, he's still got, got – uh, he's heavy in the lower half, but still plenty of room to add mass in the, in the top half, which means it's going to come the right way. Uh, by the time he, he's going to have time to, uh, to incubate, too, you know, he's going to have to compete with guys ahead of him, which will make him better. Uh, so really it's the dream center prospect for this class. Gotcha. Uh, all right, Eric, any other final thoughts as we move forward to the rest of the week? Uh, we're going to have a busy weekend, we believe. We got uh, uh, we got articles and everything, commitments probably happening, et cetera. Anything else you want to talk about before we get going here on this uh, uh, state of the program part two? No, I just love it when it's easy to write. You know, when it's easy to write, it means things are exciting. Things are coming out as fast. Uh, you don't know what's going to come next. So I've got some things pre-written. I mean, it's just a it's a, it, it's, it's, I like it after the grind of, of a slow off season. So now it's full tilt till December because, you know, once July winds down recruiting, we're going to start talking about the team. Uh, and then the season kicks off. August is just as exciting as July. If, if you're into the team as much as you are recruiting. So uh, I, you know, I kind of feel like I'm on easy street at this point. We got through the tough part. Yep. I agree. All right. Uh, Eric Nolene, publisher inside Texas, join us at inside Texas.com. If you get a chance uh, for Eric, I'm Bobby. This has been state of the program part two.